This is episode 587 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's article, How Much to Plant to Feed Your Family for a Year. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version, with some commentary, of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Prepper Website Podcast. Hey, before we jump into our article of the podcast, I do have a big announcement. Now, I was going to say I had a big announcement at the beginning and then go through the podcast and then share it at the end. But you know what? I just, I'm going to go ahead and drop it here. So there's been a couple of different things that have happened with me here lately that uh, get me to believe that I need to back off the podcast episodes here uh, and, and not necessarily shut down the podcast. I'm not doing that but definitely backing off doing it every single weekday. And so there's been a couple of of things that have come up, and I'm not really going to go into a lot of it. Um, It's not health-related or relationship-related or anything like that. It's more spiritual for me. And so those of you that have followed the podcast for a while know that yeah, I am a, a Christian. I, my faith is the most important thing before anything else, before the, the podcast, before the, the website, before any of that. And in fact, my my faith and my relationship with God was the first, well, is the reason why I'm even into preparedness. And uh, there's just a long story on that. And so anyway, I, I, just a couple of things have happened that have make me feel like I need to back off a little bit. And so doing five days a week, uh, it has been great. I have really enjoyed it. I still enjoy doing the podcast, but I feel like I'm not able to do some of the other things that I'm supposed to be doing. Now, I feel I'm supposed to be doing the podcast. Um, I never felt like I was, I felt the Lord telling me like, hey, Todd, you got to do it five days a week. But I, I do feel like I'm supposed to be doing the podcast just like I'm, I feel like I'm supposed to be doing the website. And just like I feel like I'm supposed to be helping other people get prepared. That's part of the whole mission. And I've never wanted to do it as like a full-time job. That wasn't ever my goal because I just, uh, once you go there and you're dependent on that money, you I mean, you know, I never wanted to be there, I, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Because then the website, the podcast turns into other things that you don't necessarily want it to turn into. And so I enjoy having a job and then being able to do this because I feel I'm supposed to be doing it. So my goal is to release a new episode and still doing it, you know, releasing it on that evening, uh, you know, that evening idea, right, where I release it on Sunday evening. So it's there for you on Monday if you want to listen to it or even if you, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, whatever. So one episode a week is that's my goal and that's what I'm shooting for. And so uh, continuing to do that. So you have that one episode and I might go a little bit longer um, than I have been going here recently. And so I don't know. I don't know exactly if it might morph a little bit or not. I, I still haven't, you know, settled all of that, you know, in my heart and in my mind. But I know that I'm going to be backing off and, and not doing the full five days uh, episodes, instead going down to one week or one episode a week instead of five episodes a week. 
And so I know some of you might be disappointed out there. I appreciate all the letters. In fact, I just got another one this evening and it was just like, wow, I know that I'm going to, I'm reading this letter and or this email and I appreciate it so much. And then here I am going to announce that I'm backing off of doing it five days a week. And so uh, I hope you understand, you know, there life happens, life goes on, life life uh, has to happen. There's things that we're responsible for and things that we need to do. And so uh, I'm still going to be here. I'm still going to be, you know, there's still 586 episodes out there, guys. And so that's a lot of episodes. There's some of the podcasts that I listen to that I really enjoy. I mean, these are big, big players, big wigs. And, you know, they're like on episode number 200 and something, right? And so, uh, you know, I know they're, they're highly produced. They, uh, you know, they might go 45 minutes to an hour, all that good stuff. Uh, they have a lot of people behind them. And so, you know, they do really great things. And now I'm just one person trying to put this out using one computer and, uh, you know, using, using, a you know, audacity and uh, trying to uh, get it out there. I've gone through a couple of different headphones throughout the years. And uh, so that's that's always funny is like I, I need to get some good headphones that don't break on me because I guess I'm too rough on them. But anyway, uh, I'm looking at my headphones. That's why that's coming up. It's kind of weird. Anyway, <laughs> but anyway, I just wanted to announce that. And uh, just to let you know, that's where I'm coming from. And so keep me in your prayers. Like I said, there's no reason. There's no like, you know, anything wrong. I just feel there's been some things come up in my in my prayer time in uh, different situations that I've been in where I feel the Lord's leading me this way. And uh, I just, you know, wanted to throw it out there. I still believe in the podcast, still believe in web, the website, still believe in preparedness. And so, you know, Prepper website will still be here and hopefully you still continue to prepare. So, all right, with all of that, uh, again, I want to say thank you for everyone's support. I'm going to go ahead and jump into the episode. It comes to us from newlifeonahomestead.com. And the title is How Much to Plant to Feed Your Family for a Year. Now, this is important. This is one of those important things because if you are gardening because you want organic food, now you understand what the, all that stuff, what it goes into. You're out there. You know that that's probably more than likely you are supplementing you the food that you get at the grocery store or that you get at the farmer's market and all that good stuff. But you know what goes into it. You know how much... Uh, you know, a certain plant would produce and you know how much you need for your family. Now imagine the possibility of never going to uh, the grocery store again and having to produce and having to rely on the plants that you grow in your garden or, you know, what, what you're harvesting to be able to provide that for your family for a whole year or for the growing season plus, right? Because, you know, there's going to be a time where you can't grow anything. And so, that's one of these things to consider. So it's always in, and I've talked about this before in the in the past, where I think short term, you know, I think like, hey, being prepared for the hurricane, being prepared for, you know, job loss, being prepared for a financial emergency, those different types of things. And then also being prepared or thinking about having it in the back of my mind, what would happen long, long term? What would I need long, long term? And so this is one of those uh, articles where you can do short term because you might be someone who's like, hey, I want to save money. I want to eat healthy. I want to make sure that the vegetables and the fruits that my family, uh, that they're eating are uh, are healthy. And I know exactly what I'm putting into my soil and what I'm putting into you know, the vegetables and the fruits that we're eating. 
versus what I'm getting at the grocery store, right? And so you can look at it that way, that short-term aspect of it. And then you can look at it long ways as well, or long-term as well, and saying, hey, what would happen in uh, a situation where I had to grow my own food? What does that look like? What do I need to do? What do I need to consider, right? And so uh, hopefully this article will be very beneficial into getting you to think about some of these things. Again, newlifeonahomestead.com, how much to plant to feed your family for a year. Let's go ahead and jump into this article. Figuring out how much you need to plant for a year's worth of food is tricky. It's a major question when people decide that they want to try to provide for themselves as much as possible. Homesteaders who want to grow and harvest enough food to preserve for their family for a year have quite a task in front of them, but it's far from impossible. Until the last century or so, people had to live this way because it was the way of life. I remember my great-grandmother telling me about how her mother plotted and planned their harvest and preservation. They lived on a farm only around 20 miles from my home now. Now there, my ancestors raised most of the food that they ate. My grandmother told me that her mother always planned a huge garden in hopes to preserve double what she needed because you never know when a bad harvest will come. Nowadays, we have stores, so we don't have to rely completely on what we plant and preserve, which is a blessing. If the harvest is bad, we just head to the store to pick up what we need. But if you desire to preserve as much as possible, you need to know how much to plant. Now, no plan is perfect for every family. It's going to vary a bit for each person and each family. You have to first think about what your family actually eats and how many people are in your family. My family consists of six people, two adults and four kids. So my family plan is different than yours. Just because a list might include beets doesn't mean you need to include them if your family doesn't love them. We don't eat beets on a regular basis, so I only plant a few. We do eat a lot of carrots, so I use that space for additional carrots. So here are six things to consider while making the plan. Number one, what does my family like to eat? An important tip when it comes to vegetable gardening is growing the food that you actually like to eat rather than things that you think you should plant or eat. Just because homesteaders or other gardeners are growing these lovely eggplants doesn't mean you need to if you hate eggplants. If your family doesn't love garlic, you might not want to plant 20 cloves per person. Number two, what does my family eat the most? Now think about your family's favorite foods and what you use most commonly for your family. For example, my family eats cauliflower, but we eat broccoli at least two times per week. So I plant more broccoli than I do cauliflower. Do you eat a lot of tomato dishes such as pasta and pizzas? If so, then you need to plant more tomatoes. Number three, the age of each person. A child eats less than an adult. A toddler eats less than an older child. You need to keep the ages of each person in your family in mind as you create your plan. Most numbers are based for adults, not children, so adjust accordingly. And number four, will we eat fresh or do I plan to preserve the surplus? Eating fresh requires fewer plants, so if you want to preserve them, make sure you increase the number of plants than what is suggested. And then number five, how large is my garden space? Of course, one of the largest factors is the gardening space you have for your family. While the idea of growing enough of a vegetable to meet your family's needs, it might not be possible if you don't have the space. Each inch in your garden is valuable, so you need to use them to their maximum potential. 
And lastly, what can I successfully grow in my growing zone? Lastly, you have to think about your climate. For those of us who live in colder climates, you won't be able to grow some things such as sweet potatoes. If you are able to, with the help of a greenhouse or a season extender, you might have a smaller crop. So this will change how many plants per person you grow. So how much to plant to feed your family for a year? Now take a look at the recommended planting amounts for each plant. These numbers should be adjusted based on your preferences and ages of your family members because they are based on the needs of an average adult. All right, so there's a nice little table in here that you'll want to go check out. And there's all different types of vegetables here. So let me uh, go down this uh, uh, list here. Arugula, asparagus, beets, beans or bush beans, pole beans, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cabbage, carrots, cauliflower, celery, collards, corn, cucumbers, eggplants, garlic, greens or lettuce, melons, okra, onions, parsnips, peas, peppers, potatoes, radishes, rhubarb, spinach, squashes, sunchokes, sweet potatoes, Swiss chard, tomatoes, tomatillo, turnips, and rutabagas. All right, so let me just pull a couple of these out here. So like pole beans, that's one thing that I grow that I grow in the backyard. Uh, it says here two to five plants per person, right? And of course, that's a summer crop that you are planting there. Let me look at uh, carrots, 20 to, 20 to 30 per person. So 20 to 30 plants per person if you're planting for the year. Corn, if you're doing corn, 15 to 25 per person. So that's 15 to 25 stalks or plants per person. And again, that's a summer crop. A garlic, 15 to 20. So think, I mean, you're getting an idea of how much you're actually having to, uh, to drop into the ground, right? So potatoes, 15 to 20 per person. So think about that. If you have a family of four, you're, you could be dropping up to 80 plants, 80 potato plants, or, or in, you know, I guess your potatoes are a little bit different. You're not going to be dropping plants necessarily in them. But uh, think about that, you know, squashes, two to three per person. If you have four uh, members of your family, you could be dropping 12 plants, 12 squash plants into your garden. Do you have enough room for that? And for a lot of people, that would take up your whole garden bed that you have. And so you get an idea of how much room you need and what you need to do. Now, of course, you can do a lot with square foot gardening and uh, container gardening and, and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, you be, need to be thinking about that. But anyway, there's this nice little table here that you can take a look at with all the different vegetables that you might want to consider and just to get a frame of reference of how much you would need for each family. All right, so let's go ahead and continue on. Next, how much space do you need to feed a family for? So one of the biggest questions you might have is how much space do you need to garden to feed your family? In general, to grow all the food you need, expect to need between 4,000 and 6,000 square feet. This number can be lower by the use of season extenders, succession planting, and vertical gardening. These methods can help to increase the amount of harvest you can achieve in a small space. So using season extenders to grow more food. Can you imagine how many more vegetables you can grow if you have a few extra weeks of warm growing weather? Some of us don't live in climates that allow for long growing periods, so we have to use season extenders to get a jumpstart on spring gardening and to extend the growing season into the fall and winter. Basically, season extenders are anything that you can use to protect your plants from the weather extremes. 
Some vegetables love cooler weather, but they don't love damp and bitter weather. Freezing ice can quickly kill your crops. So think of succession extenders like a nice jacket. So there are a few common season extenders that you might want to try. Number one, cold frames. Cold frames are just like a small raised bed frame that are covered by glass, creating a greenhouse-like effect. The glass cover opens and closes with hinges so that you can open it up when the weather is warm. Number two, greenhouses. Now everyone knows about greenhouses. They can be heated and unheated, and you can find them in any sizes and materials. If you're the handy type, you could make a DIY greenhouse out of wood and glass, but you can also use metal hoops and plastic film. Now most greenhouses are large enough to walk through. If you have kids, you can keep them in a playpen when you're working with your plants. While greenhouses are great and offer a warm, dry environment, they're also expensive. Number three, low tunnels. A low tunnel is also called a mini hoop house, and they're like a small greenhouse. They only cover one or two garden beds, and gardeners love low tunnels because they, they're easy to make, easy to put up and take down, plus you can reuse them elsewhere. There's also row covers. Now, row covers are often called floating row covers, and they're basically thin fabric made of some sort of spun synthetic fabric. This fabric offers protection from the cold, wind, and pests, but it's thin enough to transmit light and rain to reach the soil. And then fifth is clotches. A clotch is a small cover that protects a single plant. And guys, I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. Clotches or cloche, I don't know. I'm sorry about that. Maybe someone can help me out and you can come over to the podcast episode and leave me uh, just some information on how to say that. And to be honest with you, with all the articles, with all the gardening articles that I have ever done on Prepper website, which are a ton, I've never heard this one before. But anyway, uh, continuing on here, they look like a glass bell shape, but some gardeners use plastic milk jugs to create a simple cloche or cloche. Cloches are cheap and easy to make, but they only protect a single plant. So they're not ideal for large gardens. So I definitely have seen when people have cut out like the bottom of a milk jug and they set that over a new plant that they have planted so that it can keep, you know, they can keep it warm and, and all that kind of stuff. And so I've seen that, but I've just never seen that term before. All right. So moving on, how to use succession planting to increase your harvest. Succession planting is a gardening technique to increase your yield. Your goal is to make the most of your garden space, so it works great for any garden size. You'll always have a fresh harvest. There are four different methods of succession planting. You might use one or several methods to get the most out of your crops. Number one, companion planting. Now, companion planting is a way to interplant two or more crops together at the same time with different maturity rates. Certain plants encourage growth while others' plants decrease growth. The second one is staggered planting. One of my favorite methods is staggered planting. You plant the same crop every few weeks, giving you a continuous harvest over the growing period. Instead of everything maturing at one time, a new crop will be ready. One will be growing and you'll plant a new row. A few ideal crops for staggered planting include greens, beets, bush beans, carrots, cucumbers, lettuce, radishes, kohlrabi, and squash. And then number three, harvest and sow. This method has you growing different vegetables in the same space over the season. 
once one crop is done, you replace it with another crop. For example, you might plant some greens, harvest them in the soil, and reseed with beans. After the beans are harvested, you plant more greens or lettuce for the fall growing season. And number four, same crop with different maturity dates. Planting the same variety of crops with different maturity dates helps to have an uninterrupted harvest throughout the season. For example, some gardeners plant different varieties of corn that have different dates to maturity. And growing enough food to feed your family of four takes a lot of time and effort. By using the right techniques such as succession planting and season extenders, you can maximize how much you can grow in your home garden. Now make sure to pick the right vegetables that your family eats on a regular basis and use a variety of preservation methods. With the right planning, you can feed your family without going to the store. Alright guys, great article with a lot of information, a great table that you should take a look at, and some links that you can click on. Now, this is one of those things that I hope has got you thinking and has you, you know, hey, what do I need to do? How do how can I do this, right? And you might even be gardening right now and you could use some of these things right now. Maybe you start doing some succession planting. Maybe you've done some a companion planting and or you want to try that out and see what it what works best, right? A little bit of research. But the fact is, is that there's planning that goes into it. Now, I know a lot of people do plant you know they plan and they they figure out where everything's going to go and they think about okay i'm going to grow this for a little bit and then i'm going to add the companion plant to that and and blah 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 and they do all that kind of stuff but there's a lot of people that just hey i'm going to go out and buy some you know some plants that's at the nursery and i'm going to drop them into the ground and i'm going to have some vegetables right and so if you are thinking about doing this and doing it growing enough for your family you really need to plan. And so it need, a little bit of thought goes into it. And really, when it comes down to it, all of preparedness, whatever you're doing, there's there's going to be some planning and some thought that needs to go into it so that you are purposeful in what you're doing. And if you're in a situation where you need to grow food, then it is very, very purposeful. And you need to really think about it. So if you are gardening right now, then next time, the next growing season, Go through a little bit of a planning period, maybe more than you're normally used to, and just see if that helps you out a little bit. You think things through just a little bit more, maybe how to use all of your space up uh, you know, to the, to the fullest, right? So you don't waste any space and you can maximize your growing. And then if you're not gardening, then let's get on it, man. You know, you, everybody can have a small tomato plant. Go, go buy a $5.99 tomato plant at Home Depot, Put it into the ground, put it into a container, and just start watering it. Just checking it out. You'll love the tomatoes that you get from there. Do some peppers or you know whatever. Just just go for it and just uh, you know get your toes wet. And uh, I promise you, you'll love seeing a fruit go from a flower to a fruit or vegetable, and then being able to take it inside and eat it. It's just the the coolest thing when you're able to do that. So guys, like always, I'm going to link to this article from newlifeonahomestead.com. I'm going to link to it in the show notes so you can go and check it out for yourself. Again, there's some really cool things here. That table is very important to get you an idea of how much you need for each family member if you're ever planning on growing enough food for your family. Well, everyone, that is it for episode 587. Thanks so much for hanging out with me all week long here on the Prepper website podcast. The last 
full week, right? And it's kind of sad in a way, but I'm kind of excited uh, again because I know that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And so uh, just, you know, like I said earlier, keep me in your prayers, keep listening to the podcast, share it out if you would. And so that more people can get prepared, you know, podcasts are really, it's becoming a thing that a lot of people are doing. A lot of people are coming to the podcast and finding it. And so if you are listening to the Prepper Website podcast for the very first time, then welcome, but I also encourage you to subscribe, and that way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. Also, don't forget that this weekend, if you are looking for more preparedness information, over at PrepperWebsite.com, we link to 8 to 12 articles every single day. That one is done 24-7. That's the way it's been done for many, many years. There's a lot of great articles out there, the best of the best that is released every single day. And so you can get a lot of preparedness there. We also have specific pages to alternative news, conspiracy, if you're into that, DIY, frugal living, uh, you know, firearms. There's just so much stuff over there. So we have uh, specific pages just that are dedicated to those topics there, as well as the main page that has all of the preparedness information there every single day for you. So I welcome you to come on over to PrepperWebsite.com. Hey, and don't forget, if you're not subscribed to the email list, hey, I guard my email list very, very carefully. I don't rent it out. I don't send out stuff, you know, that that people pay me for or anything like that. I guard it very carefully. And so I send out usually on a Tuesday, sometimes very very seldom on a Thursday, but I also send out the Saturday prep every single Saturday morning where I send out four to five different kinds of articles, maybe a video, maybe even something from the archives that's preparedness related. And guys, there's been times where I have found an article and the website is down, but I'm able to still get the article and I'm still able to share it with you. And so that's always a great thing. And you know what? I find that a lot of people love to click on those articles from the archives, those preparedness how-to articles. They're always a big hit. And so, uh, you know, if you feel like you want to subscribe to the email list, Go ahead and do that. I also make announcements every so often, some cool things. And I got to tell you, I do have something coming up, something that I've been working on. It's been taking me a while to get it done, but I do have something that I'm working on that I'll share. And uh, it, it won't require me to, to do it every single day or anything like that, but it's something that will be a blessing to the preparedness community. So I'm very excited about that when I'm able to release it. And I will let you know here, but I'll also let my email list probably, they'll know first before anybody else. And um, so, you know, you can be a part of that if you want to become part of the email list. So with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until next week, stay prepped and aware. Peace.